Hello and welcome to another Society Nine podcast. Um, it's just me, Megan, today. Lynn is off conquering the world. Uh, for those of you that are joining us for the first time, Society Nine is the brand for the fight within every woman, and we make women's boxing and MMA gear and apparel. Um, we also have a super awesome community with really cool brand ambassadors, and today we are joined by the always lovely Molly McConnell. Um, I'm terrible at at introducing people. So I'm going to make Molly introduce herself and she's really excited about it. So, (laughs) (laughs) so Molly, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a retired two-time world boxing champion. Um, and I now own McConnell's Boxing Academy in Portland, Oregon. Period. Period. And so Molly's also, uh, mine and Lynn's boxing coach. And so she's the one who yells at us to keep our chins down and our hands up mm-hmm. and to learn how to move our feet and it never really works out ever, ever. Yeah. So unfortunate. Yeah. Um, it's okay though. It's okay. Um, so one question I feel like everyone always asks, and I feel like it is, I, I think the reason people like it is because we all want to know everyone's origin stories. And I know, I think all female fighters in particular always get asked. I don't, do men get asked how they got into boxing? I don't, that's a good question. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've been asked like literally 20,000 times, but that's a good question. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder. But yeah. I don't know. I guess for, I guess people like it though, because I feel like with a lot of women, it is a little different. Mm-hmm. Like I know my mom wouldn't let me do martial arts growing up. So it's ironic what, yeah. <laughs> what I'm doing now. <clears throat> Maybe that's why you're doing it now. Probably. Yeah. Sorry, Partially. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, oops. All the orthodontics. Mm, Goodbye. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it would be awesome for you to tell everybody, you know, how you did get into boxing and like what that the beginning of that journey looked like, because obviously you reached the very top of the top. Uh, well, I grew up in Seattle, moved to Portland in 1991, um, went to college at Lewis and Clark, and I played sports ever since I was I don't know, eight years old. What sports um, did you play? Oh, softball, basketball, um, track, volleyball for a little while. Um, never did any martial arts, wasn't interested yeah. in boxing or any, my, you know, didn't grow up with, my dad wasn't into it or whatever. Mm. Um, went to college, played softball there, mm. um, got out of college, got a job, and all of a sudden there's nothing organized for you. Yeah. Like when you're in school, there's teams and yeah. all this. Um, so I worked for a couple of years and kind of got, um, wanted to do something, but couldn't figure out, you know, I didn't want to join a softball league or something like that. So, yeah. no, thank you. um, I had done a tiny bit of martial arts. I took a couple classes when I was in college mm-hmm. and, um, thought it was really interesting. So I kind of went on this, journey to find some martial art that I was going to get into. And oh, I, went I didn't to, know this. Yeah, I went to a bunch of different classes. Like, uh, I the one I remember specifically was <laughs> Taekwondo. Yes. And it was just not my not thing, thing at all. It was just, yeah, I didn't, <clears throat> did not dig that at all. So, um, and then just randomly, I was walking down Grand Avenue here in Portland, Oregon one day, mm-hmm. and there was um, this old, probably probably the oldest one in the city uh, boxing gym mm-hmm. called Grand Avenue Boxing, which is no longer located there, but is still open elsewhere. Um, and they had this super awesome, really cool old boxing gym. And there was this little tiny paper handwritten sign in the window that said women's boxing class. Mm. 
Um, <clears throat> so I wandered in there and um, their women's boxing class consisted of like, you know, three people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I started doing that and just kind of, um, you know, fell in love with it. And the guy who taught the class was actually an amateur boxer on mm. their team and after I don't know maybe <clears throat> two or three months he asked me if I would want to come and like do some sparring and maybe work towards competing um, which was kind of cool because then I had crossed over from the women's boxing class to like the real gym Athlete. yeah <laughs> um, and at the time I mean there was only I think there was maybe one other woman at the gym mm -hmm. I mean you know keep in mind this was like at 1995 yeah maybe so it was, yeah it's a long time ago it's not like that anymore there's like tons of women now but um so yeah and then I had my ended up having my first fight like six months later which in hindsight That's was so way crazy. too soon but <clears throat> um and then that kind of took off from there yeah so when you joined the boxing team and like took that leap what was that like because I feel like for me I know when so when I quit rowing, I was like I was pretty lost without having like competition. So for me, I was like almost desperate for someone to be like, yeah, you should totally compete in this mm. thing. Like I pretty much I think the first time I hit pads is like, yes, but I didn't say anything because mm -hmm. I, I was so bad. I was so bad. I cried the first time I hit pads because yep. I knew I was so bad, <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm this is like this is my new thing. I'm going to do it. So was that the same for you or was it more like a slow progression and you just like you enjoyed the process and then one day your coach was like, hey, you should do this. Uh, You know, I I don't I don't know. It was so long ago. I I remember um, I remember enjoying it right away. Mm -hmm. I mean, first of all, everyone sucks at first. So that's not like oh, man. That that's I not feel like unusual. Some people are more aware than others. <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't know. I, everyone's bad at it at first. That's just how it goes. Um, that's true of any sport, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. I do remember getting having kind of a light bulb moment at some point toward the beginning that I felt like this was something I could really be good at. Yeah. Um, and I think boxing is one of those things that it kind of finds you if mm. it's the right if. When it's right for people, it's like really right. Yeah. It's yeah. not right for everybody, but when it finds someone that it's really right for, you know it right away. So yeah, that's, that's kind fair. of what happened. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the competing part, I don't know. I I kind of stumbled into that and, you know, didn't know. I mean, obviously knew nothing about boxing or mm -hmm. anything at, when I, you know, first started in there. Um, I was lucky enough at the beginning to get my coach who who I ended up staying with through for my entire career mm -hmm. um like right away mm -hmm. and it's funny because there's this kind of old joke in boxing that your career path it it's a lot of it's based on luck mm -hmm. um on who's there in the gym that one day randomly yeah, when you yeah. wander in if you there's so many um in my opinion there's so many bad coaches yeah and whoever you get um you know when you walk in it it can be a real kind of a crapshoot so Definitely. I happen I mean I hit the jackpot as far yeah. as that goes um I look back on it and I'm like you know I remember guys that started at the same time and I'm just like oh that poor guy got with this other guy and mm. you know what I mean yeah. so yeah um, definitely so a lot of it I mean that part of it I feel like was kind of like lightning in a bottle I couldn't mm -hmm. have planned it any better of course I didn't realize it at the time but you know, looking back on it. <clears throat> yeah. Do you remember your first fight? 
I do. Yeah. It was actually at the Golden Gloves. Um, what? Yeah. So <laughs> that's which, brutal. <laughs> I know, which is an open tournament, but at the time there was so few women that were competing yeah. and stuff. So <clears throat> it was there was a woman from Canada who was going to come. The Oregon Golden Gloves gets a lot of Canadians because mm-hmm. it's you know relatively close. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a gal that was going to come to it. Um, she'd had, I think, ten fights which is the the limit for being open, an mm-hmm. open fighter in amateur boxing. Um, and I they said, you know, you don't have to do it, but if you don't want to, it's probably going to be another year or however long until we can find yeah. someone else. So I thought, oh, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll give it a try. I mean, at the time, I really had no frame of reference, so yeah. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Um, I, I, don't, I remember, I, it's funny because, I mean, you fought, so you... You probably maybe have the same experience. You remember like little snapshots of it, not like yeah. the whole thing. I don't remember anything from my, oh, really? my fight itself. I remember her saying, do I have to sit down in the corner? Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. I remember not, first of all, not being nervous, which was, <laughs> I was like, I was standing there thinking I should probably feel nervous, but I didn't, mm. um, which I thought was weird. And then in hindsight, it was actually weird. Yeah. Um, and then I remember... The fight starting, I remember getting punched in the face like what seemed like a hundred times before <laughs> my brain kind of kicked in and was like, okay, you have to throw a punch. Yeah. Um, and then it literally, I, the fight was over before, you know what I mean? It's like goes so fast. It's yeah. like a weird kind of hyperspeed. Um, they call that flow. So I ended up losing. <laughs> yeah. But I managed to, you know, I got through it and did okay I mean Mm -hmm. relatively I guess um and then after that it was almost like you know someone kind of lit a fire and that Mm. was that it just was you know after that first fight it was kind of um it was definitely on for me I was gonna do it so it was really it was really cool it was really motivating the the not being nervous part after I realized what competition and boxing actually meant Mm -hmm. then from then on, I got horribly nervous every single time. Yeah. Which, you know what I mean? When you don't really know what you're getting into, you're like, oh, whatever, this yeah. is cool. And then, you know, from that point forward, it was, I mean, it was a lot more realistic. But I went on like a, I don't know, 20 fight winning streak after that That's first wild. one. So, yeah. um, so it, it served its purpose. Yeah. How, so how many fights have you had total? I had, uh, 65. Okay. I had, um 40 let's see 45 amateur fights that's crazy yeah and 20 professional fights that's so interesting to me about boxing I feel like in I feel like in kickboxing and MMA people turn pro really quickly Mm -hmm. but in boxing you'll hear people who are like amateur boxers and they have like 80 fights yeah oh yeah I have a kid in here now who's he's about to turn pro Lorenzo he's got um 140 and that isn't really that many, honestly. I mean, for a yeah. for a he's twenty two, I think now. Um, he started boxing when he was ten. So for even a kid that's been doing that long, that isn't it's it sounds like a lot, but it's yeah. really not. It's probably pretty average for somebody like that. And <clears throat> like how how is that doable? Like in my head, it's like, man, that's a lot of damage to take over years. Or is it just, you know, good matchups, good coaching? Uh, No, I mean, I, you know, we could go into that. I have very, um, I have very 
specific and unpopular feelings about kids boxing. Ooh, do tell. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't do it here. Yeah. I mean, I work with lots of kids. I do private lessons with kids. Mm-hmm. Boxing's great for discipline, for motor skill development, for, you know, all that great stuff that it does for everyone. Right. Um, I don't think that kids should be getting hit in the head. So I, you know, I there's... Now, even in just in the last couple of years, tons and tons of scientific research that backs me up on that. However, most boxing coaches are kind of old school and they don't pay attention to things like that and they don't want to hear about that. So um, for me personally, I don't I don't have any kids on my team. I'm probably the only one in the state of Oregon that doesn't have kids on their team. Um, The youngest I would take would probably be 16, which is... And that's not to say you can't start boxing earlier than that, right. but um, you know, for for an undeveloped brain, there's a there's a whole host of reasons. Like medically, oh, it's yeah. not a good thing to do. Yeah. But um, but to answer your question about, for example, a young person that starts at eight or nine, and then boxes, you know, until they're yeah. in their twenties or thirties, um, yeah, it is a lot of damage. It's yeah. uh, you know, most of the damage that boxers take or combat athletes, I guess, in general, is in the gym. It's not in the fights. I mean, if you think about how much time you actually spend fighting compared to how much time you spend in the gym, I mean, it's like a thousand to one. Yeah. Um, You know, Muhammad Ali said that he he believes that most of his damage was done in the gym. And it was just too much sparring, you know, all that kind of thing. Mm. Um, Obviously, back then, the safety precautions were even way less than they are now. But... But yeah, part of it is, you know, good coaching, um, having someone who I, really controls sparring is, imp- yeah. you know, I think that's really important. Um, good matchups are important too, but in amateur boxing, you can only really pick and choose yeah, so much, you know. Yeah, brutal ones since I came here. <laughs> yeah, you go, the problem is once you're open, you have 10 fights, then you're open. So yeah. you can have a guy that has 11 fights against a guy who's got 100. So no, you. you can always choose not to do those fights. But for example, if you go to a tournament, if you're in the tournament mm. in the open division, you're going to get whatever you get. So yeah. there's only so much kind of matching up you can do. But I don't think you have to have, I don't think you have to start a kid at eight years old in order to make a champion out of them. Yeah. And that's what a lot of, a lot of coaches feel that way. Um, if you want to make an Olympian or a world champion, you have to start them when they're, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And I just don't think that's true. Well, there's actually a lot of studies that show the opposite of that, that specialization too early in sports is a really negative thing. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was a rower. I feel like I talk about it all the time. And that, that was like a big thing with our coaches. So what my coach growing up was Romanian and he was like from, he grew up in the communist regime. Yeah. He was like plucked from his family and, um, and we had a lot of conversations about specialization and, and they actually, even in, even in that regime, they had ages for each sport. So if they knew a kid was like destined to be a rower, they knew that like 15 was the age to specialize him. But up right. until 15, it was literally like general athletic yeah. abilities and yeah. everything. So no, I mean, that makes sense to me, even just from like a building athleticism and longevity. Yeah. And so. you, you know, you hear about kids that are, um, burned out crazy burned out not only that but also like you know baseball pitchers I mean these are like high school kids that are having like Tommy John surgery on there you know I mean that's like you know that's serious stuff and in boxing you know baseball is not a contact sport so you're you know boxing is 
your brain. It's inherently dangerous yeah. just by the nature of what you're doing. Um, there's studies that have come out just within the last year. They did a study on high school football team. They they did all these uh, neurological tests on these kids at the beginning of the season and at the end of the season. And even in one um, season of high school football, this isn't even like super high level stuff. The the kids at the um, oh what do they call them the linemen? Yeah, there, there's they had two two categories, and the one was the the ones that take more hits. Mm-hmm. Can't remember how they termed it exactly. Um, all of them had neurological changes just within one season of I high school that. football. So you know they they don't do necessarily a lot of um studies on boxing because it's not a mainstream sport like football it gets a lot of attention um even kids soccer they now a lot of leagues won't let them head the ball Mm. because they they are discovering that even that can cause you know some brain um you know deficiencies so i can't i can't believe that you know boxing can't doesn't do the same thing so i don't you know there's research there's tons of research about football and head injury, I'm not. I'm not the one that's going to wait for them to study boxing. Yeah, I, you know anybody with common sense can tell you that it's just. Yeah, you know it's I'm, it's not good to get hit in the head too fair, much, especially if your brain's not fully grown. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's not good for an adult, but yeah. I mean, you know, for a child, it's definitely the the stakes are a lot higher, and mm. the damage is it's quicker and it's easier to um to do it yeah. than it is to, to for an adult. Yeah. So no, that makes sense. Speaking of good coaching and being smart, that's something I really like about you. Um, I always tell people, uh, I feel like I always brag to people about like the people I've come into connection with in Portland and something I really like about McConnell's is your community and how uplifting you are. And I, I would love for you to tell the story about how you founded McConnell's and kind of what your mission is here and everything, because I don't know, I feel like I haven't come into a, you know, a a combat sports gym that has kind of the feel of McConnell's boxing gym. It's just awesome. It's a really cool family. It's just a cat, a cat loving, you know, rainbows everywhere. Hello kitty kind of family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. When you describe it that way, I don't know. The cat no, loving part is definitely well, we true. Also but pu- yeah, we also punch a lot, and yeah. we're pretty awesome. Yes. Um, but there's definitely a lot of cat, lot of cat love. Yes, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I retired from competition in 2012. Um, finally, my, you know, my I was, let's see, 40. I think I was 40 at the time when I retired, which is pretty late. Mm-hmm. Um you know, my body just finally started to give out my knees and <clears throat> that kind of thing. So it just seemed like, you know, it was a good time. I'd accomplished everything I wanted to do other than going to the Olympics, which wasn't a wasn't an option at that time. They didn't have women's boxing in the Olympics. So so there wasn't really anything, um, you know, left to conquer, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I don't want to be one of those people that stays too long. Um, and, and that happens in boxing all the time. I've seen it a billion times with guys that I know who box too long and, you know, it's just, it's just not a good, um, this doesn't usually doesn't end well. So, so I kind of decided, you know, I want to go out on top and just be done with it. Um, and I had always wanted to open a gym. That was my kind of my end goal at Mm -hmm. some point, but while I was competing, it just, there just wasn't time to do both. Um, so Seemed like a good time to do it. Um, you know, kind of 
it it all happened really quickly. Yeah. Um, we found the space and and just kind of put everything in motion. I was already doing private lessons and working with people. Mm-hmm. So I had <clears throat> kind of a built-in clientele like the day we opened. Yeah. Um, and our goal was, you know, initially, obviously you want to be the best at what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I want to be the best place to learn boxing in Portland. I think mm-hmm. we are. Um, but also, you know, that's that's only part of what we do here. The community part that you're talking about, that was equally important to us. Um, you know, building a place that people want to be. Mm-hmm. And I've been involved in a lot of different gyms. And some of them, a couple of them in particular, have been, you know, very kind of family feeling. Yeah. Um, and, and you can, I think you can have it be that way or you can just kind of not have it be that way it's your choice as the leader it's your choice yeah definitely um so anyway we're you know we're we're very much about the community community that we have here um and that's to me it's equal importance to the boxing part of it um I have a lot of professionals here I have people that have really stressful jobs and stressful lives and Mm -hmm. I mean I guess everyone has a stressful life to some degree but um so I think this is a, you know, it's kind of a um, sanctuary for a lot of them yeah. to be able to come here. Definitely. And, I think so. And just to be, you know, not only get a great workout and all that, but, you know, to be with their friends and their people and, um, you know, be supported if need, if need be. Mm-hmm. Um, also really important just to be welcoming to everybody. I feel like especially in, I mean, you've been to you know, million combat gyms now. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are not necessarily that way, especially if no. you're, you know, if you're female, obviously, or, you know, something else. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't feel necessarily welcomed in the world. So, um, Definitely. so we wanted to make sure that this was a place that we, uh, you know, welcome people. Um, we want them to feel comfortable. If we have people that come in who don't necessarily subscribe to that, um, you know, <clears throat> thought process, they kind of weed themselves out pretty quickly yeah. because they see what we're doing it's here. It's pretty and, overwhelming, the feel-good vibes. Yeah. If, Which if you're is, not a feel-good you know, person, get out. Well, and it's not, it's funny because it's not for everyone. Yeah. Honestly, we have people who come and then they go and that's fine mm-hmm. with me. I'm not, you know, I don't, <clears throat> my my goal as the kind of captain of the ship is I'm going to kind of set the tone and people who, this that's not for them there's other places you can yeah. go. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of our um, mindset when it comes to that. I don't want to keep people here who who aren't either comfortable with what we're doing or who can't, you know, help other people feel comfortable yeah. with what we're, we're doing. So it's kind of, um, we're kind of like, I think we're all or nothing here. <laughs> you're either you're either with us or not. So, yeah. you know, that's kind of how we look at it. <clears throat> no, I definitely think I think there's something to be said too about creating a sanctuary a sanctuary. Wow, I can't talk. Um because like you can definitely like visibly see it sometimes with people. Like the minute they walk through the door, you can tell that they just kind of like okay, like whatever is out there that's happening. Like now we're in here and let's, let's like do something. And whether it is like the cardio classes or, or the skill classes or it's the team training, like you can tell people kind of like switch. And even like, even for me, like I can speak to that too. There are, there are days when I'm like, Oh God, uh, I just can't, 
can't do it. But then you get in here and Madonna's playing and yeah. you're like, okay, Molly says I can do it. I'm going to do yeah. it. <laughs> I got to do it. Yeah. And I'll probably give some people some high fives. Yeah. And play you should have been here yesterday. It was Lady Gaga's birthday, so we did an entire hour of Lady Gaga playlist. Uh, you missed it. I know it was really cool. That's such <clears throat> yeah. a bummer. Can we do it again tonight? Yeah, I told them it was a national holiday, and by national holiday, I mean only in this gym. But that's you know, I'd say yeah. that's fair. It should be a national holiday. I think. Can we do that for Beyonce too? We can. And yes. Madonna's birthday is August sixteenth. By the way, everyone. Yes. Why I know that? I that. I feel like that little piece of brain should probably be used for some other piece of information, but it's just in there. So there you go. I mean, I, I will say disclaimer, if you are in the Portland area and you, and you are looking to come to Molly's gym and you don't like Madonna, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. <clears throat> probably good. Or <laughs> 80s music in general. Yeah, you might you might be. Um, it it might be a long hour for you. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But <clears throat> so, so something else that's really cool about McConnell's is obviously you've done a really good job of curating the community within the gym, but you're also, you guys do a ton of work for the community outside the gym. Yeah. I remember <laughs> one of the first times I came here, you guys, I can't remember what you were doing, but I, I immediately was like, man, these guys are like active in the community as yeah. well, which I think is huge. As long as I've been an athlete, that's always been something that, I think is super important if you're building a community of, of able-bodied and you know positive people like get it out of yeah. the gym um so it would be really cool for you to kind of talk to your policy on that as well because you guys are always doing stuff yeah well we actually um we didn't necessarily start out that way yeah um but you know as our as our community's kind of building or has built up i guess and they've become a lot closer knit um and then it, it's kind of all happened um, organically we've, we've did a couple of community outreach things. Um, and mostly I was concerned about building the community here. Right. And then, um, the election happened mm -hmm. and for a lot of us, um, <clears throat> you know, most of the people in here for sure. And then, mm -hmm. you know, lots of <laughs> other people, I think it was kind of a turning point for people who, mm -hmm. um, realized that, you know, we can't just, sit around and let things happen. Right. Um, so, you know, I feel like that was a real, that was a kind of a, I don't know, an aha moment, I think for a lot of people, but for us in here, we just made the decision. Um, I have a board of directors here who's just like a small group of members that, you mm -hmm. know, we kind of try to make decisions together based on what's best for our people. And, and we just decided that one of the things that we wanted to do especially in 2017 and kind mm -hmm. of moving forward was to get more active in our larger community and not yeah. just keep it, you know, within the confines of the gym. So we've started doing um, quarterly volunteering, mm -hmm. which, you know, you're not obviously required to do, but mm -hmm. we have a lot of people. We had about 15 people that did the last one, which was mm -hmm. at the Oregon Food Bank. Um, I think the one you're talking about was we did a winter, yeah, the uh, winter. drive mm -hmm. for a homeless shelter. And that was Awesome. <laughs> and we, we got, you know, and our, our members are really generous and they mm -hmm. want to help, you know, they mm -hmm. want to do stuff. And those that can volunteer their time when we do these quarterly things um, do. But if they can't, I mean, people are really willing to volunteer their money or their yeah. or or um, their, you know, items if that's what we're doing. So so we have a you know, we have a really generous, awesome group of people who want to help. Sometimes I think people want to do things, but you know, it's hard when you're busy and your life is moving and you have kids and all this yeah. other stuff. So 
for us, it seemed like a really easy thing to do. Like, let's just organize it. And then if people want to be involved, they can. Yeah. Um, we're doing a fundraiser for the ACLU mm-hmm. on April 8th, which I think is going to be really awesome. That one's... That's not too far away, people. You still have time to donate. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and we, uh, you know, that kind of, again, that was something that kind of was born out of the election and just things that are happening um, in the in the country and in the government. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, we wanted to... We wanted to do some sort of fundraiser and we chose the ACLU. We thought it was the best mm-hmm. at this moment. Yeah. You know, the best organization that that could help the most people. Um, so we're doing that, which is going to be a boxathon. I think it's going to be super fun. Um, you can sponsor yours, truly. You could. Yeah. You can call the gym or email us yeah. and say, I want to sponsor Megan and I will give you all the information she's going to do. Like a hundred rounds on the heavy bag. How how long? Is no, it actually, there's not time for a hundred. There's yeah. three hours. There's a total. If you did all the rounds, it would be forty five. I think I can do that. Yeah, Larissa. There's a couple people in here who are going to try to do all forty five. So I mean, I've got a really bad weight cut ahead of me. So there you maybe go. That's exactly what I need to do. Yeah, get on it. You got to get on it. Yeah. Maybe I can actually eat a really good meal after yeah, that. Yeah, you deserve one after that. So yeah, and then we have a. Uh, a scholarship fund. That's another thing we're working on. We haven't, we haven't executed it yet, but, um, you know, we want to, I've worked with uh, over the years, a lot of women, I, and continue to work with them currently, um, who've been, you know, in really bad situations, either Mm -hmm. domestic violence, um, you know, abusive stuff and boxing can be really, um, it can be really empowering for people. Definitely. Um, so I've I've had a lot of success with that and, and helping, you know, those women kind of um, emotionally get back on their feet and <clears throat> kind of regain their confidence in life, yeah. which is, you know, a big thing for people. Um, part of the problem that I think a lot of people don't think about is one of the things that happens when you leave a situation like that is... Uh, uh, oftentimes you've you've used all your resources right meaning financially you know they're completely strapped I mean sometimes right. it takes to get out of those types of situations sometimes it takes everything you've got so right. um, I <clears throat> I have a few women that I work with right now one-on-one um, but we wanted to open up <clears throat> a scholarship fund for people who might not necessarily be able to afford to come here but right. that we feel with you know this would be a great atmosphere and a supportive place for them to be so our goal is you know was to set up this fund and have people donate and then we would select three people per quarter as scholarship recipients mm-hmm. um and and it would cover half their gym dues society 9 was very generous in donating some gloves for us mm-hmm. for them to use so i think it's going to be really cool once we kind of get it going we're still in the fundraising portion of it now but um where can people go if they would like to donate to uh, setting up this awesome scholarship well we have a gofundme account and it's mcconnell's boxing scholarship if you type that into gofundme it will come up and guys um, you can do like a dollar yep molly's pretty awesome a lot a little is going to go a long way with this so if it is something you know you feel strongly about i highly recommend looking into it and reading up on it molly did a really great write-up so if you miss something in her description of the scholarship program there's a lot of information on the gofundme page um yeah and and we're about we're about halfway to our 
goal. So we've we've had a lot of people, you know, some super generous donations already and you know, but even <clears throat> $10, you know, $50 whatever. I mean, every little bit helps. So yeah. So we're we're about halfway there, which awesome. has been pretty cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything else going on that you want everyone to know about? Well, we have uh, we have lots of competitions coming up. Ooh, do tell. Yeah, we have one this weekend. Um, one of our one of our ladies here at the gym is fighting this weekend. She's having her fourth fight. Um, pretty excited about that. And her, one of her teammates, um, a, another guy on our team, is also fighting. Um, actually, we have two this weekend. Lorenzo's boxing on oh, Friday night. Also, um, cool. so yeah, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Cinco de Mayo, there's a big show downtown in Portland that's Ooh. open to the public. It's outdoor at the Cinco de Mayo Festival. Right there, they set up a boxing ring right in the middle of the festival. So we'll really? be yeah, we'll be at that oh, one. I'm so coming to yeah, that. It's it's pretty <laughs> wild. It's um <clears throat> it's they just do it right outside and um so yeah, that'll be a cool one. So yeah, we're we're pretty excited. The boxing season, so to speak, there isn't really a season, but mm -hmm. It's kind of starting to get busier now. There's a high and a low point. Right. Spring yeah. and summer, you know, it kind of picks up a little bit. Winter, it kind of dies down toward the, you know, holidays and that sort of thing. So now it's kind of getting on toward the busier yeah. time of year. So it also doesn't help that it rains here all the time in the winter and everyone just can't be bothered. Well, you you can be bothered. I, I mean, can. you know, if you're not bothered to do anything when it rains, then you spend like seven months out of the year here not doing anything. So It's so hard. The struggle is so real. It's not really that bad. It's so no, real. it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> the gym is indoors, Megan. It's inside. I so, know. Yeah, we have a roof. Running. We have walls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And we're gonna get you in there at some point. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just have to survive Muay Thai tournament. Yeah. In Tacoma. Yep. And the worst weight cut of my life. Yeah. That I have to talk to Denise about. You yes. should. Yes, she can help you. <clears throat> um, well, I know that you have a lot going on. So I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to me and to talk to our community. Um, if you are in the Portland area and you're looking for a boxing gym and an awesome mentor in life, I highly recommend checking out Molly. She's pretty awesome. You'll get to hang out with me. Also awesome. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. Uh, is there anything else you want to say? I don't think so. No? Yeah. Great. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day and bye.